Coming up on Mount Hermeneutics, Brian ruins Christmas. Or maybe he saves it. Stick around to find out. You're listening to Mount Hermeneutics, where three Marines give their perspective on God, faith, and spirituality with a heavy lean on the divine council worldview. This is not your grandma's Sunday school, nor is it always for the Christian faint of heart. Nothing about who we are or what we say make us experts. But you better believe we'll have a take, and perhaps it won't suck. <laughs> you have to quote a really small hole in the box. That's what I hear for Britney Spears. So, I mean, yeah, uh, ouch. Yikes. P- poor JT. <laughs> Good thing poor, he uh, poor, poor little fella. I'm apparently a, uh, I'm, I'm bi-polytheist curious or something. I don't know. Oh, shit. Tell me, impress, Negro. <laughs> All right. Hey, what's happening, fellas? Hey, guys. <clears throat> I am uh, Andre Bibbs. You can, my DMs are open at uh, Super Dre on Instagram. And uh, let's see, this is the, the week that was. I'm just, you know, help. I'm training Marines this week. So lots of in the field stuff. Um Funny story, my son-in-law is also in the same exercise. So he was coming around a corner, and I almost bumped into him. And I was like, watch yourself, Lance Corporal. <laughs> so nice. And he's like, hey, what? Oh, all right, Master Sergeant. I'm like, really? <laughs> That's nice. Really, dude? Do people still call you that? No, just him. So, like, people know who I was, but, you know, they're. I mean, it's cool. What do they call you now? Just Andre. Huh? Did, or like sir, he, lots lots of guys call me sir. You uh, set them straight, tell them you work for a living. Uh, no, I I I you know I take it in like first sergeant. Hey, good you morning, sir. Into I'm, it. Like, I'm like you're damn right, first sergeant. Right. That's right, sir, son. <laughs> so and, and it's cool too because then I can like even like colonels call me sir. So it's, really, yeah, yeah, because you know, or they're like, what's up, bro, right. dude, right. dude, jackass, fuckface, right. right? Like this is this is a thing now. Mm. But uh, Brian, what's up, man? Just uh, can't think of a thing. Um, I bought a uh, I got I bought a uh, wooden Wing Chun dummy. Okay, pretty excited about it. You talking about the the the... yeah that thing? Yeah, it hasn't arrived yet, but it's coming, and I'm excited. We're gonna need the body hardening and sticky hands and all that stuff. Yeah, have some some action shots of you doing that and put it on our on our Instagram for all the fans to see. Especially those single, haughty, little uh, Christian girls, like like look at Wing Chun Brian. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's gonna impress a lot of people. Well, I mean, watching uh, this, yeah, I like where your head's at, Dre. I'm here for you. Yeah, yeah. So I'm Brian. I'm at thethirdhelix.com. Uh, Matt, what's up with you, man? Man, so uh, well, I, everybody. I'm Matt. Catch me at uh, at Matt Moore on X. I uh, have injured my arm and like I've pulled up. I thought I'd pulled my biceps tendon, right? It's been hurting off and on for years. And like, I'll do something like pull-ups or something. It'll twinge. And I'm like, oh, then I'll give it some time off. It gets better. S- specifically when I'm on the preacher curl machine, I'm horrified. Every single rep, like I'm just waiting. I'm watching my arm, waiting to see the tendon blow. And, uh, and it was hurting really bad a couple of weeks ago. So I, I went and made an appointment, went and saw an orthopedic surgeon. I'm in the room with him for four minutes. 
three of those was me talking, telling him all that, what I just said to you guys, he goes, bend your arm like this, hold it like this. And he goes, Oh yeah, there's something wrong here. <laughs> like it was that quick. I was like, all right. And I'm like, so was it like partially torn? He goes, I think it's, um, what is the word he used? Like necrotic. So he was like, I don't think it's going to be, because I mentioned, Dre, I mentioned you. I was like, yeah, my buddies, I've got like a buttonhole. And he's like, no, I'm probably going to rebuild you a bicep tendon out of a cadaver tissue. And I was like, oh, okay, right on. <laughs> so, why is it, why is it necrotic? How does that, I, how does that just happen? Star? Yeah. Oh, I, I, I didn't, Brian, I didn't get into asking him the hows because he was guessing. And until he sees the MRI image, he's right. not going to be able to know for sure. Yeah. Um, my guess is I did some heavy trauma to it and then it never healed properly. And then it like cut off from blood supply and has been like slowly dying inside my arm. I that know. sounds like a shitty recovery. It, he, 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 I mean, maybe, I don't know. He's, I mean, cause he's probably oh, going to have to like screw into my bone, right. To yeah. attach the new tendon. And he's got to like cut, right. scrape off the old tendon. I don't know. It's my left arm, not my that... right arm. So there, it won't be like some kind of, what was that movie? Uh, Angels in the outfield or what was the one where the kid like fell and banged his arm. And when he woke up, the he had, like, the rookie, yeah, it's not going to yeah. be like that because it's my left arm. But you'd be throwing um, 160 miles an hour. Huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I mean, I'll be waiting. I got an MRI scheduled for the fifth of January, so pretty quick. They've, they've been, they're moving fast. Loan some elbow tendons to like Shohei Otani to help him with his 700 million dollar deal that he, right? that he signed with. Or maybe the other way around, he could lend me some of his money to pay for my but surgery. Yeah. But it's all deferred though, so he can't do it for another 10 he years. Get a loan. <laughs> it's, you know it's a it's a secured loan it's guaranteed money i, I call uh um 877 cash now that's right <laughs> now i'm all paranoid that my i got a i got a shoulder that just won't yeah it's not getting any worse but it's it like it it just always hurts well, the, the pain I that out. i'm in i don't want to get into one upping you on pain but like this hurts if i pick a towel up like that little bit of weight hurts my, like if I'm just drying myself off, getting out of the shower, being at full flexion, it hurts. So wow. it's like really bad. Um, I'm probably and, okay. And I was in the middle of like doing deadlifts and I was just holding the bar and I was like, no, and I just dropped it. And I was like, uh, I'm done. So I've been fully torn for months. Like I had to do like Marine things. With that's fully that's pretty wild. Muscle. It's a good thing I can bat right-handed as well. I just started doing it like eh, this hurts i don't want to i shouldn't actually play but you know whatever what are you gonna do i mean once it's popped i mean if i'm not mistaken uh what was that guy larry wheels kept lifting he blew his bicep tendon and just kept on working out he was just like yeah screw it he like, kept doing curls and stuff i don't know i don't yeah, know how that works that sounds but... painful just saying well, well, I mean, so, not that bad so boys what are we talking about uh i think we're going to talk about uh christmas such as it is it is and, almost uh, christmas today is december not... 13th why don't you show everyone your shirt the shirt yeah so i've got the uh the shirt on today for those listening that can't see it's a uh, picture it's it's a real common i think it's called iconography of the virgin mary holding the christ child with a halo over jesus and the uh, the shirt says abstinence is 99.99 successful or effective and effective. anybody yeah. who's slow on the uptake, it's a it's a little play on the concept of the Virgin Mary. At first, I was I was I felt like I should have been offended, and then, and then then okay, all right, I get. I yeah, mean, this, yeah. this is my favorite Christmas shirt. I have others, 
Um, I was torn between this one. I also have a Nakatomi Plaza Christmas party survivor shirt. Um, but That's, I might, I might look into it. I, I mean, I should be more festive in my life. This is the way I do it. But you know? uh, I, I have a Delani, so I don't need to be festive. Right. Like it's just, it's a, well, see, I have but, a Carrie and Carrie makes these shirts, Dre. So I can oh. get you. Oh, like if you got this image, I mean, she has it saved after she made this one for me. So I can, we can print these oh. bad boys up and ship them out and we could, well, well, that's different. That's Put a little I mean. Mount Hermeneutics logo somewhere on it. <laughs> there we go. So we're to to worry. A bunch of people are supposed to look, uh, listen to it in my for my exercise. Like, oh, you're a podcaster. Right? Wow, I'm gonna go ahead and hook that up. Nice. Like, well, I mean, good. For all all you devil dogs out there, what's that? <laughs> that's right. So uh, yeah. So so Christmas, 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 Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, Where to start? So, there's a lot. There's, yeah. a lot, there's a lot to unpackage about Christmas. I don't, I don't know. I think I think before we let Brian ruin Christmas, maybe uh, if we have some traditions or some things that you kind of do in your household or, or or you grew up with, like, I mean, Christmas was kind of fond to me, even though I didn't celebrate it as a child. You know, but, <laughs> as a as an interested third party. Uh... Yeah. So, oh, <laughs> so you you unwrap presents. That's that's so. It, cool. it, what do you what you get, dude? What, what can we play with? So for those for, for new listeners, Dre, why didn't you do Christmas? Because I was uh, from the age of seven until I became uh, an adult, I was a uh, part of the Jehovah's Witnesses. So there was no, there was no holidays, especially because it was so pagan. Christmas is mm. pagan. Mm. Yeah. So you know we we'll, we'll celebrate pagan stuff. So did you did you do anything that even remotely acknowledged that Christmas period at your house? Yeah, because I mean, my dad worked a lot, mm -hmm. uh, so this is you know a day that he had off, like everybody else did. Right. Um, of course, you got. Did y'all do like know, the Chinese food like takeout type deal? Was that no? There's like no. food and fixins. They were okay. you know, on sale at the at the Stater Brothers. So mm -hmm. My mom, you know, got that and usually made some good. Or my dad cooked something. Um, my my dad didn't really play with us a lot and whatnot. So on on those days, he just kind of did like. So like one of the days he had nothing else to do because he was off yeah, work and, and, throw and you guys were out of school also. And he's like, so one, one year when I was 11, we got the Nintendo entertainment system and he, and he played for a little while. So you got it yeah. for not Christmas. He, that's right. He's like, <laughs> the Nintendo's on sale, son. He like <laughs> just plugged it in. And I'm like, wow, no, no one rapping, huh, dad? Uh, we don't do Christmas. But I got I got a new toy. <laughs> so it, it's like kind of funny because we did lots of stuff that just like an excuse for Christmas mm -hmm. because my parents didn't want to be shitty parents and uh, sure you know, uh, we did so. So so I have fond memories because I I didn't get an sure. opportunity to really play with my dad a lot. He and he did and he was off and and one over Christmas uh, Christmas break from school is one of the three times that we traveled across country in a car. So my dad's family is from Alabama and then he, he had some family in Ohio. So we would drive from Southern California all the way across Oof. down to Alabama up to Ohio and then back. And it took like three weeks to do that stuff. It's and like the devil's triangle of car rides. Stopping, stopping, you know, along the way to see the sights, um, you know, seeing world's largest Winslow. ball of yarn and it's all, all, all the things, right. Yeah. That's why like a you know national lampoons vacations mm -hmm. one of my me and my brother's favorite movies because it's like we live that that was our age right? that was yeah, yeah. i mean all of us did that we I, I did the california trip a handful of times from oklahoma and yeah for sure uh, every <laughs> everything i experienced all of those things up until the uh the stopover in st st louis <laughs> i never had that experience but yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that's 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 good we uh 
I was the navigator, and back then we had atlases, kids. Mm-hmm. You had you to like fold open a, a, a map, and and I would tell my dad like, "Hey, this is an alternate route we can go." And he's like, "Don't be messing it up because you <laughs> run out of gas, that's your ass." So, uh, we were driving this big Chevy van, and uh, the lug bolts sheared, and the wheel came off and passed us. And I was like, Dad, is that our wheel? And he's like, it is. <laughs> so, so we were just barely off on the shoulder on the on the left side. And my little brother, he was he was probably like five, six at the time. And he's like, hey, we're just like Herbie. And my Herbie mom, the love bug? <laughs> yeah. So, How does that happen? I, I think they're the wrong size or something. I, I, uh-huh. I'm not really sure. But he had to hike down the road miles to go get this this wheel and at the time we didn't have cell phone system so my dad had a cb radio in the van that's how we mm-hmm. you know we talk to truckers and mm-hmm. whatnot but we can hear the truckers they're like fucking van is in the road <laughs> and we gotta go past them and then they like we're chattering 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 and then my dad's coming back with the wheel and this dude on the radio is like you see the size of that nigger with the wheel <laughs> my mom's like oh. And me and brother are laughing. We're like, that is so funny. <laughs> Who called our dad the N-word? <laughs> they just said it so freely on the radio. And, uh, they, they, that's the 80s. That's the age for you, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Oh, we're going to get canceled now. For... Oh, that's hey, funny. I can say that. It's my word, okay? It was a direct say... quote. But I laughed at it. Am I well, that's, up to you. That's, that's, that's a you problem, Brian. Right. I was... I mean, it is funny. I mean, do you not laugh when Cat Williams is doing his stand-up? Nope. Nope, oh, well, okay, yeah. <laughs> no, nope. something funny. That's Say it. funny. <laughs> Say it. That's that's so funny. But yeah, that's that's how Christmas went in the Biv's house. And, so you know. we we did a lot of stuff at Christmas, man. Um, I remember one of my first Christmases. My mom had been telling me I had been really bad that year, and so Santa Claus wasn't going to come. And then I woke up to a gang of presents and the the base memory that I have is me running and screaming, telling my mom, Santa screwed up. He made a mistake. He left presents. <laughs> <laughs> so like it goes back and that, and we're talking about, I was probably four, maybe three. Um, we traveled a lot to see family, specifically my grandmother and then my mom's, my, 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 both my grandparents. And so it wasn't abnormal for my parents to, I don't know how they pulled it all off. Cause I mean, I was a pretty busy kid, but they would stuff somehow Santa presents in the trunk and like cover it with a blanket or something. And then Santa would show up wherever the hell I was. Right. So his, his magic was well beyond just showing up at my house. He, he knew where I was. The dude had a freaking uh, blue force tracker on me or something. He knew, he knew where I was at all times. Um, which was funny then because when I got married, uh, Carrie was like, you know, we will always be at home Christmas Eve. Santa will come to our house. I'm like, Santa can come anywhere. Trust me. <laughs> that was one of the things she put her foot down on. But we used to, um, beyond that, we didn't have any like hardcore family traditions when I was a kid. Um, we created a, quite a few. Carrie and I did with our kids. Yeah, same, same. And that was more of, I think you do that as an adult, right? You're like all the things that we should have done when I was a kid that we didn't do, we're going to do for our kids. Um, but that was about it. In fact, dinner, it was funny because Carrie just asked me, she's like, Hey, for Christmas dinner, do you have any requests? And I'm like, I mean, you know, I'm kind of over Christmas dinners because they're kind of like Thanksgiving 2.0. Everybody makes the same stuff. You know, they do the turkey and ham and, 
you know, all those extra fixings that everybody makes and more pumpkin pie. And I'm like, eh. a couple of years ago, me and John, <clears throat> my brother, we, uh, we decided to smoke, a a, uh, prime rib and kind of call that a, a, a quasi tradition dinner thing. And it came out really good. And in fact, just earlier today, Carrie goes, Hey, for Christmas Eve, you went to a crab boil this year. I was like, Yes. <laughs> I mean, it sounds delicious. I have no reason to say no. So sure. We're going to have a crab boil for Christmas Eve. Um, but yeah, that's about it for me. Brian, did you guys have any specific things uh, you did just, or didn't do? We did the usual stuff. Um, open a present on Christmas Eve. Sometimes if, uh, if grandma was visiting, we'd go, we'd go to Christmas Eve service to kind of, uh, you know, give her her uh her yearly fix and uh or my if my parents were divorced sometimes i'd spend christmas with my mom and we'd always go to christmas eve service we'd always had it was it was kind of an exercise and delayed gratification before we could open our one present uh, you had to do the service on first. christmas eve yeah so you're um, sitting there in church you're just like come on hurry up hurry up hurry yeah. up yeah um but uh, yeah, they'd always go all out for presents. I always, I always had a good time. I had a member, uh, you know, my my dad would always, I, I, I'd always get like way more than I even wanted. Like it was just, uh, but you know, very little, very little Jesus discussion. If if really no Jesus discussion, we I mean we weren't, we weren't really a, you know, we weren't we weren't really a Christian household, um, except maybe nominally but it was never discussed but uh hmm. we would don't... we would pray right so we would always pray and do a very specific <clears throat> prayer before christmas dinner um i remember as a kid my stepdad donald he would um when we were little right before we tore into presents christmas morning be like hang on what's the real reason we're doing this and we were like cuz Jesus and he's like and who was he it was like this like like angry pop quiz and it's like huh son of God he's like all right open your presents <laughs> it's like it's just like this really quick hold up and you can go <laughs> so there wasn't any like ceremony to it but there was at least that little you know yeah. um little hey, nod yeah you know it was kind yeah. of funny um and for anybody that knows Donald he's he, he would never strike you as a remotely religious person not that he's anti-religious he just right, you know right. he doesn't he doesn't express a lot of uh you know christian like you know stuff but he did he did do that i remember at least four years that he did that and then it kind of faded away once we got older um hmm. yeah so i'm brian were you starting to say something else that i cut you off i was just wondering like why why wouldn't jehovah's witnesses celebrate the birth of jesus like I understand the uh, not wanting to do pagan stuff, but why would that? Why would that in particular be pagan? Because uh, Jesus wasn't born on December twenty fifth. So why are you celebrating that day? Do they celebrate uh, what? What is it? Uh, August? No, because because to them the death of Jesus more was more important mm. than that was. So, that's the celebration. Okay, so they make a do. big deal out of out of uh, Good Friday, uh, Palm yeah, Sunday, or. Passover and uh Passover, really? Or I remember now. My mom's gonna be like, oh, what's wrong with you? <laughs> She's sitting at home on the big screen. I was like, oh, Andre. Holy, holy Week, they would observe like Palm Sunday, yeah. 
yeah and the um, in the in the thursday we have a, a, a big time thursday service um uh it, it was cool too because on on that day whoever thought they were anointed actually drank the wine that day so one of the 144,000 was in our congregation so somebody ooh. just felt it and they were just like he felt it for a long time you know he like, was hey, a, watch this i think it was an old greek dude don't remember his name i know my mother remembers his name but he he partook of the actual sacrament which we we never did because we didn't rate right none of us rated the people like whispers like, hey that's him that's the guy that's, him. that's the guy that's the guy he's he's going to heaven he's going to heaven no. heaven he's going and to big I, heaven he's going to be he's going to big heaven and we're just gonna be on earth chilling with each other which seems cooler anyway like, right like <laughs> like all you fuddy daddies can go up there but yeah brian it's just because because they we, we call it a roman thing and we're not going to participate in that that's all all right okay just wondering but um you okay dre yeah he's he's, he's fine so oh, look like he was he looked like he was in pain so I was... he's he's yelling upstairs telling people to shut up now we have to edit this he's fine <laughs> he, he reached over and hit the mute button and he started yelling i was worried sorry yeah. Um. So, so Christmas. like what? <laughs> so yeah, so I I think we had talked about this on our Halloween episode, but we kind of yeah. we kind of alluded to some of the challenges with with Christmas celebrations, and you know I I, I know I brought up then and I'll bring it up again here. Um, I know we we kind of led with this the spoiler of Brian ruining Christmas, but you know Matt's equally challenged with the idea of Christmas. Um, I, I specifically have a lot of concerns with with the Santa Claus concept. I I, I might be the most pro Christmas of the, of the three, three of us. us with, it's because with the least amount of experience. It's it's because you're 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 born again Christmas. Good good point. You're you're, you're, you're a Christmas neophyte. <laughs> Um, but you know, my, 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 my concerns with, with the Santa Claus model specifically is this whole, you know, just like I mentioned, I told the story about being a kid and Santa Claus could find me wherever I was, you know, that's super magical to a child. It's amazing. And I actually, and I, and I get having had two kids, um, and they're both grown now, um, I get the the, the joy. It, it is probably one of the most cool things as a parent to watch your kids opening Santa Claus presents. It's a really neat experience. And for anybody that's never experienced it as a parent, like if you ever get to experience it, you, you'll get it. It's neat. And they're, they're just amazed. And you're sitting there kind of shooting side eye to your wife. You're like, we're kind of awesome. We did this. You know, and 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 it's neat to be removed from it because they're not like jumping on you saying thank you. They're just like in this awe that this magical, fat white dude with a beard showed up in your house and left presents for him. So it's neat, but it really, in my opinion, in my estimation, damages the idea of Christianity relative to a God that doesn't leave tangible gifts laying around, right? Um it, it makes me think that we're, we're training our kids to become atheists when they get older, um, that they, you know, you spend, you spend their whole childhood telling them there's this magical rabbit and there's this magical fairy that takes their teeth from under their pillow, which is a disgustingly horrible concept, by the way, to think that there's this fairy that has this like mountain of human teeth, like 
it's actually a really appalling and repulsive it's visual. Like a serial you killer it. With it, it, it really is. I it's, mean, it's, it's, maybe it's, it's she repurposes them into cool tech. Like, come on, man. It's just like, have a mountain Tech of teeth. like what? Cell phones? Uh, I don't know, swords? Swords. <laughs> 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 but Perry's just making swords out of, out of human handles. That cracks me up. <laughs> It with epoxy and then like yeah. you know, I mean she's got to give it to the other aliens why, to do a fight. Why would that be the wars. why would that be the first thing that you thought? <laughs> That's just what I think. I mean she repurposes like she needs those teeth like to to win you know to win there's the a unseen cosmic, realm. There's a, there's has, a cosmic what, war going on. She needs chil- more teeth. Children's teeth is what slays the Watchers. You know like when a, they like when a World War Two paper. That's how they power the guns or something. We're out of teeth. <laughs> we need more teeth. Hey. <laughs> The Bibbs household just put it on the edge of a doorknob and yanked it out. We'll go see. Yeah. What do you think that's worth? Man, Fifty cents, probably. Let's we're, getting, we're getting we're getting T-shirts made of of a of a <laughs> sword made out sword of wielding fairy. She looks like Tinker Bell with like an are, look on her face with a sword. Looks like Dwayne Johnson. Oh yeah, that one. Yeah, so so the tooth fairy. But you know, but yeah. all of these all of these mythological children's demigods whatever you want to call them elohim whatever the hell they are um you know you tell these kids they're real and then one day they grow up and they're you know somewhere between the ages of i don't know 10 and 13 and they find out it's not real and they're heartbroken and then you're like yeah i'm sorry dude i'm sorry i've been lying to you it's kind of shitty of me oh but that god guy's real and the kids are just like how whatever my dad never my dad never did stuff like that with me um like if if I when I when I lose teeth I'd like hey lost my teeth, uh they're like yeah put it under your pillow and then he'd forget and then the next morning I'd be like hey guess guess who guess who didn't show dad and then he'd just hand me cash and so she was, so he'd she be was done busy with it. and uh, he never he never did the uh, the Santa thing like it was real either like uh, like he it was like they would do the Santa thing. And they would label presents from Santa and we'd we'd leave out the milk and cookies. But mm-hmm. like it was always just kind of like a with a wink and a smile, like like we all know this isn't real and we're 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 just playing a game. I would actually help him do the Santa stuff mm-hmm. for the, for my little sister, right. just because he he knew I wasn't buying it and right. or he never really tried to sell it to me. But um so I don't know. I just I don't I don't know what that I never had that experience. Um so um yeah we uh we never wrap santa gifts oh really so our our thing is the uh the stockings always got something big in it right and if it doesn't fit in the stocking then it's on the couch in the section of one of our kids things. That, i mean i'm i'm down with that it's a lot and, better than having to wrap shit yeah right it, it's the it's the easy lazy way out and if they got like a a cool present from santa like whatever they asked for for santa it was it was ready to ro- to roll right then like if it was you know a, a reassembled or, or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. It, it was just like a, you know a dollhouse somebody like oh i got the dollhouse i wanted and you know she could just play with it immediately right and sometimes it was like i don't even need to open other presents because i got this thing like, hey, right right you, you got to go thank your grandmother go open that we, <laughs> so, all, open Carrie, that we, we always went so far like so my mom one thing that she did was she wrapped santa presents with a different wrapping paper so nice. it was easy to tell what was from Santa right. and all the Santa stuff was at the front of the tree. 
So we would always have some presents under the tree, like the present I bought from my mom, from like the student store at school, right? Or presents for parent family that aren't in town. We're going to take, we, we would have those wrapped and put under the tree. And there was always some presents for us from our parents. And right. then we'd go to bed and then wake up and then there'd just be a gang of other presents that were wrapped in different paper. Um, what Carrie did was she went a step further. She had separate wrapping paper, but she would go to somebody else to have them write the to and from cards. Oh, so, so it wasn't her handwriting. Yeah. So she would have them fill out just a crap load of from Santa's to Alyssa to Austin. And then she would put them on the presents and then she'd sit did there she and pay that like, person. No, it would be like a friend of hers, like like another mom or a friend of hers. So, you know, they probably exchange. Like, yeah. hey, you fill mine out, I feel but yours. Hey, then it takes like six minutes to like two, two, two from from you know, you're done. It just seems like a lot of tedious free labor. It's it's a it's a mom thing, dude. Like that's their right. that's their jam. So, but All yeah, right. so like when when I became disenchanted with the Santa idea, Austin was like seven. So it was like 11, 12 years ago. And I was like, man, I don't feel good about this anymore. I'm not, it's probably, that's probably about the time that I started really kind of making the hard right turn into kind of my recent spiritual pathing. And I go to Carrie and I'm like, Hey, look, I don't feel good about this. Here's why I pled my case to her. And she's just like, I hear you. If you ruin this for my kids, I'll divorce you. And I was like, Okay. She's like, I'm not saying you're right or wrong. I'm saying we're, we're already down this path and you're not going to break it. But it's like, okay. She's like, if you think it's going to be a problem, figure out a way to to divert it at the end and like work your way around it. I was like, noted. All right. Good for her. I mean. Put her foot down. So this is yeah, a thing. Yeah. Hmm. She's done that, you know, with three things in our entire marriage. And that was one of them. So, so I mean, I'm not allowed was, to do illicit drugs. I'm not allowed to have to uh, sleep with people that are not named. Hey, illicit drugs. <laughs> and, and I'm not allowed to ruin Santa Claus for our kids. Those were the three rules for my marriage. Wow, I mean, I mean, the first two kind right? of normal table stakes. <laughs> the yeah, this one, is like, the third leg to the table. This is the the third. She's like, hey, this is the hill I'm dying on. It Santa. is, and I was like, you can do all kinds of other shit, right? Santa, I, I, could, I could be completely out of pocket <laughs> in all things. <laughs> But not those three things. That's like, right. Very well. I'm I'm always surprised at how um like my kids are all grown and to include Nikki Ray. So she's 30 now. You know, Aubrey's 26, Cooper 25, and Briar 21. And and we're like, like thinking, you know, we always did pajamas mm -hmm. on, on Christmas Eve, you open a gift, open the pajamas, and you know, everybody does whatever dinner that night and then goes to bed and and, and we wears them. We do the, the pajamas also, yeah. But uh so like a couple years ago, like we're like, okay, well, is a pajama thing played out, and all the kids like, hey, where's our pajamas? <laughs> oh, uh, oh, okay, yeah, I guess, yeah. I guess we're doing pajamas, and usually she tries to get something functional, like some sweats or you know something we could actually wear in public, mm -hmm. uh, not Walmart public, in but public. Like actual public, like like a sweatshirt and some oh, shorts. Oh, oh, like, okay, gotcha. But that's like a dude. I'm I'm not wearing pajamas. I'm wearing some some you know shorts with pockets and stuff well see like you got to understand I've, I've i've been home officed for the better part of 20 years pajama mm -hmm. pants are part of my professional wardrobe uh, fair enough fair enough for at least four oh, months man. out of the year i wear pajama pants probably five six days a week <laughs> some weeks I've, the only I've time working... i put pants on is to go to church 
I've been working from home since the pandemic started. I put on a suit and tie every day, though. I mean, that's because you know it's 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 who you are. It's just it's suited just, and booted. I gotta, be, I gotta be a professional. Yeah, at all times. You're, you're, I'll start calling you um, Brian Van Matterhorn. <laughs> I don't Ooh, get I, that, but uh, how I met your mother. I think. Uh, oh, Barney. Yeah. I, gotcha. I think we we did go down a weird path on our Halloween episode. We're like, yeah, this evil thing. It's fine. Christmas. Not Christmas. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we barely started yet on the Christmas yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. But so, uh, so Matt kind of went into some. Of, you have more on on why Christmas is. is I mean, a that's for that's you? the only thing I care about, to be honest. Like, I'm I'm super nonplussed. I could care less about the whole, you know, pagan ritual right. thing. Like, I don't see anything about trees and lights and the gingerbread houses I, to me all of that stuff is just childhood stuff it's just it's it's really it's unnecessary i could go down a you know a costanza rabbit hole about i find it all distracting and i prefer just a you know an aluminum pole and you know that kind of thing but um i nothing in it really screams anti-religious to me beyond the, the santa claus thing like i I am less a fan of the commercial nature of Christmas. Right? Like sure. I'm not a fan of people putting a couple thousand dollars on a credit card and like brokering their future over keeping up with the Joneses. I think that's problematic, but that to me is more of an interpersonal issue. Like if you're, if you're that person, then you're going to do that anyway, right? Like you're going right. to drive a new car every year because your neighbors have a new car or because <clears throat> your best friend's got a new car, or, you know, you're, you're spending money on super expensive clothes just because you think it matters. So I, that one, I'm not going to hang on Christmas itself. I think that's just kind of being an American uh, but no, I think it's more just the the Santa Claus part. I think if we simply peeled that piece back and maybe made it more about, I had mentioned on the uh, on the the Halloween episode, I kind of got into Three Kings Day, and I think so. For those that aren't aware of Three Kings Day, it's a it's a Spanish Latin tradition where they kind of go after the the concept <clears throat> of the Magi coming to to see the Christ child. And so the Three Kings Day, Dia de los Rios, Reyes, Dia de, Dia de Tres Reyes, what, however they say it, whatever the Spanish uh, translation is. But it's basically the gift giving is in homage to the Magi coming to, to see Jesus. And if we simply made that pivot, I think I'd be a lot more comfortable with the concept of Christmas. We could keep all the gifts, right? Um, and just not make it about this magical fat guy. And now don't get me wrong. And I know I've talked for a second. I'll, I'll yield the floor. I do want to make sure we get into the actual St. Nicholas because he was a G and the idea that he still has a place in Christmas, I think is super cool. I just think we gave him too much focus. So I'll, I'll I, shut I up it's, now. It's, it's super, uh, it's, it's kind of wintry to me, like, right. So I mean, lights and you know, evergreen trees, and mm -hmm. you know, it's, so to me, it's just kind of synonymous with with winter. And and being from Southern California, there's not a lot of winter going on, so we need something that looks winterish. Uh, that kind of force the idea and the force the mood. In, in fact, uh, 
you know, when you're in, you're in elementary school, there's lots of assemblies and you're singing Christmas songs. Well, I wasn't allowed to sing those songs, but I could sing like Jingle Bells because that's not a Christmas song. It's a winter song, right? So we like made weird concessions all the time. Like, there's, <laughs> there's no Christmas word in Jingle Bells, but you, you were soaking Christmas and going to sleigh and, you know, you know, in, in the snow, which we didn't have because when I used to sled, we sled down the hill and packed down the weeds. <laughs> slid down and it was it was a summertime event sledding for uh, right. for us in Southern California. Huh. You don't even well, need to ruin Christmas now, Brian. We already ruined it. So huh. all right, cool. That was, that was <laughs> what are we doing next week? <laughs> Roll credits. Do you have an issue with Christmas, Brian? Is it, is there a way um, we should be doing and thinking about Christmas? Well, I don't. I don't imagine anybody cares what I approve or don't approve of for what they do on for Christmas or the holidays or whatever you want to call it. Um, but I do think that if you're not, if you're not concerning yourself with what God thinks, um, you're, you're not really celebrating the birth of Jesus, whatever, whatever you call it. Um, and that's, that's kind of the main issue. Um, I, I don't, I don't think there's anything necessarily sinister about trees or stockings or exchanging presents or even a, a a fat guy in a red suit although we do you know as as matt discussed i think we do teach our kids to commit outright idolatry and um in northern europe in uh in pre-christian northern europe they they believe that on the night of the winter solstice uh, odin would fly over the 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 king of the north the norse gods odin would fly over their rooftops at night on his eight-legged uh flying steed sleepnir and he would dispense blessings and curses to each household depending on on their dessert and uh kids will leave offerings of uh hay and uh sweetened cakes for his uh for his horse to eat and uh you know this was a pagan god they worshiped and we basically teach kids to do the same thing um he's he's this omniscient moral arbiter who knows if they've been naughty or nice you know he knows if they're sleeping or awake um they uh they write to him which would be basically written prayers to to uh to seek his favor and get on the nice list. And then they make offerings of uh, milk and cookies, which had, you know, it's all, it's all, you know, done and fun, but it has every, every feature of a, of a, of a pagan priesthood worship, worshiping a, pra- a pagan God. They would go into the temple and they would make offerings to the God, the priests and priestesses would eat it. Um, and we're, we're doing this supposedly for Jesus's birthday. And, um, I mean, I think that's clearly something Christians have no business doing. Um, but I, I don't imagine my say so is gonna is gonna dissuade anybody. But I think uh, you know, if if we stop to consider what God thinks, uh, I, I think it I think it's a tough to make the case that he's okay with that, especially if we're doing this ostensibly to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Um and uh I, I don't I don't really care that you know there's there's a, a lot of uh stuff on the internet out there about about the the supposed pagan origins of Chris, of Christmas it was um some claims or that it it replaced the the Roman festival of Saturnalia which was done to celebrate uh 
the the winter solstice um there was the 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 day of the unconquered sun back when uh um solar worship was the was the official state uh religion of, of the roman empire that was supposedly on december 25th i thought that um, i thought it was mithra was this december 25th yeah mithras was was con was a a solar deity oh it was okay. um yeah um it was called deus sol invictus um and the 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 trope goes that the the catholic church co-opted that and turned it into christmas so that people would kind of keep that they could kind of maintain the it would make conversions easier if that's they could maintain the that's the story that's the story i was taught in uh high school from uh i've mentioned him before i, I had a uh american not american a world history teacher that was a um i just went blank he was a uh, eastern orthodox priest mm. And so he had a very um, old school religious view of world history and everything yeah. he tied back to religions. And that was his opinion was that it was the Roman government's attempt to basically normalize religions. They were like, yeah. hey, let's take this up upstart Christian religion and take our old religion and put them to give them both a similar day to focus on. And then that way they'll commingle and they'll stop being so difficult to one another. Um, and yeah, I don't, uh, some people dispute that. Um, I don't really care if it's true. I don't, I don't care if all the customs started out as pagan. I don't, I don't have a problem with it. If we, if we co-opt pagan customs and make them Christian and we, and we turn it into a celebration of Jesus' birth. Um, what bothers me is that it's pagan now. That's, that's the issue. Yeah. I think um, I agree with you on that. And it's not just the Santa stuff. Um, it's, uh, you know, I, I think back to the, you know, in the Old Testament, there were holy days prescribed in the Torah. Um, they were, uh, and they, they were done to, there were specific elements of these holy days that were prescribed to, in order to make them remember the events of their ancestors um mm -hmm. in exodus 12 it it prescribes the passover and it says and he through moses god tells them that when you come into the the, the land promised to you and you're and you observe this passover your when your children ask you why do we why do we do this you'll tell them this is this is to remember the the passover of the lord when he brought our our ancestors out of egypt and they, and then they had the feast of the feast of booths, which was uh, they would all live in tents for a week and uh, to kind of commemorate the wilderness wanderings. And like all of the, the features of those holy days were tied back to those events. And they would they would kind of relive the uh, th these events in which God intervened in history. Christmas is supposedly that. Um Yet we have all of this stuff that's totally. We have no idea where it came from. We have no idea why we stick a tree in our living room, um, <laughs> why we nail socks to the mantle, or and and again, that's. I don't. I don't think that's necessarily a problem. If you know, even it. You know, some people contrive some some Christian meaning from it, um, but you're really just doing it out of rote tradition, mm -hmm. and it and 
if you're into that kind of thing, that's fine. But I, um, you know, there are several places in the prophets where God is condemning Israel and Judah for their observances of these holy days that he prescribed. And he tell and he says that they're detestable to me. Um, I, I hate your, your, the songs that you sing to me are wearisome to me that the offerings are, a, are a stench in my nostrils. Um, they, I, I can't, I can't stand your assemblies and your offerings and your, and your, your observances. Um, they're, they're, they weary me. I, when you, when you sing to me, I hate it. When you pray to me, I don't listen. Um, because it was, uh, and these were holidays he prescribed by the way, but it was cause it was, cause it was hollow. They weren't, uh, he said, you're, you, you honor me with your lips, but your hearts are far from me. Your, your, your teachings are but traditions taught by men. They're not really for me. They're, you're just doing it out of cultural inertia and out of, out of yeah. habit. And it doesn't mean anything. Meanwhile, you're, you know, you worship me in the morning and then you teach your kids to worship Baal in the afternoon. And, uh, and, and he kept warning them about this and they kept ignoring it. And finally he uh, sent the Babylonians to exile them. Um, and he basically said, if you, you want to worship these other gods, go, 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 go live in their land, serve, serve their gods there. Um, but, um, you know, I, I, so I, I, I think of that when, when we do, you know, Christmas every year and Jesus is, is typically incidental to it at best um it um so i just opt out i just i don't i don't do it it doesn't it doesn't interest me um it um and it there's and it's also this uh you know we have this you know christmas is a, it's a time to gather with family and friends and and celebrate um celebrate just for the sake of celebrating i mean we say it's about jesus but then we have this other social convention that has it that uh religion and politics are off limits for discussion and family gatherings not at my so, family gatherings yeah, yeah I've, been, <laughs> I've been your family gatherings but uh but that it that is a common that is a common uh societal trope you yeah. just you don't bring up religion yeah. in, in at family gatherings because it's considered rude so uh, you know if that's the case and what you know, it, how can we say we're 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 there to celebrate the birth of Jesus when you're not even allowed to talk yeah. about Jesus? Um, no, that's that's fair. <clears throat> I, I think the only thing I would say on that is I have read that Christmas lights on our houses are a derivative from the Underground Railroad. That that's where that that history that tradition comes from. That putting candles in windows was how they signaled to slaves that that was a safe house for them to come hide in or come seek shelter and refuge while they were running. And then that turned into kind of got, uh, or like some lanterns in front yards and yeah, on yeah. or mailboxes. And, and, and that got turned into, well, we love everybody. So let's put lights on our house. And then somehow that got mashed into, into Christmas lights. Um, but I mean, I, I largely haven't I heard that one, but I mean, yeah, I, I forget it. where I read it, um, but it was a, that's that's what it said. It was like you know they were trying to figure out where lights on our house for Christmas came from, and that was what they said. It was like that was you know it was there was it was kind of like the old um, hobo signals, like in different regions in the South, they would put a light in a specific window, 
right? And it was like, right. hey, right. if you see a light gotcha. bottom right window, that's a safe house to stop in and ask. But if it's in somewhere else, don't, <laughs> right? Kind of deal. Um, and it, obviously, I don't, I haven't done a whole lot of research into that to prove or disprove it, but I remember reading that um, not too long ago. But I mean, again, what does that have to do with Christianity? Unless you want to get into some kind of circular argument that, you know, the, the, uh, you know, the, the bulk of the people that started the emancipation movement were Quakers and that kind of thing. And it was because of their Christian belief system that caused them to want to free the slaves and, blah, blah. but that becomes I think quite circular. Quakers are pretty anti-Christmas though, but, huh. but, uh, but maybe yeah, that's I how this I became can... their version. They were like, we're not going to do all that other crap, but we're going to put lights in our windows to remember yeah, that I, we love I, the slaves. I, I could see like, Hey, it's Jesus's birthday. We should, we should honor him by freeing some slaves. Happy birthday, Jesus. We're, we're freeing slaves. Um, Right. You know, I, I could, <laughs> I could get on board with that, but, uh, but, um, start, start putting lights on your house for Juneteenth and then, uh, your, your, your money. It's like summertime. Like what in the white trash is going on over there? Whoa. Why? Why? Watch, watch but they're not all red and white. They're like red and yellow and green. What's going on? <laughs> so, so confused. The third commandment is you shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for he will not um, hold anyone guiltless who, who misuses his name. Um, I I see Christmas largely as a misuse of the name of Christ because he is incidental to hmm. the majority of it. That's interesting. Um, and it's like, you know, it's like if, if, if you guys, uh, you know, said you were having a birthday party for me. And then, uh, then I'm not, but then I'm not invited to it or, or we or, treat you like shit when you showed up and, or you invite my mortal enemy and you make him the guest of honor at my birthday party. Who, who's your mortal enemy? Um, <laughs> I know you, I, I, I was trying to be funny. I know you're being like, you're, you're making the whole, you guys could probably, you guys could probably think of some people that could, you could, you could and invite the, and then you ignore you that. at the party and hang like, out, this with, is in your honor, hang out but... with his mortal enemy. Yeah. Right and then everyone's like, ah, oh, dang it, Brian's here. Dang it. <laughs> All right. Well, Brian. find some music he hates. Maybe he'll. We just leave. needed the, it, it. fell on a Saturday. We wanted to need the party. Like, thanks, Brian, <laughs> for having your birthday on a Saturday. <laughs> Are you writing down <laughs> the guest list for my birthday party? <laughs> we'll put it on the refrigerator. Uh, like that little, way it's official. Little, little Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> gotcha. Um, if if families keep that in their hearts and make it central are you on board with christmas do you would you opt in if that was if you had your own family tomorrow yeah i mean if 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 i'm in a gathering of people who i know are genuinely celebrating the birth of jesus i'm i'm down for that um but it's when uh you know when when i'm in a setting where you know it's it's considered rude to talk about religion right. and nobody's interested yeah. and, 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 uh, and it's, you know, Jesus is not particularly honored if at all. Um, that's, that's straight up why I thought I love this Christmas shirt, right? Because it actually puts the conversation in the forefront as you walk, you know, you walk up and you're like, Hey, if people are like, they're like, what the, and I'm like, tis the Read season, <laughs> right? Why do you think we all here right, right now today? I mean, but but I I I completely agree with that. It's it's 
it's about being Christ forward versus it being the name, but being hyper minimalized in the, in, in the, in the rest of it. Right. Yeah. Like, and, I mean, and when, kinda... when we do Easter, like I, I feel the same way about Easter, probably more, I, I feel more strongly about Easter than Christmas on one hand. So I guess that's not true. They're all, they're, they're both bothersome to me. Christmas because Santa Claus and money is like the focus of Christmas. That ain't right. But on Easter, it's like the most miraculous part of, eh, I guess that's tough to say because Immaculate Conception is pretty, pretty, pretty big miracle. Well, but I mean, when you think about Christ's life was bookended by two miracles that have never been duplicated or could be duplicated, right? Yeah, you, you have a birth from God. Well, Easter is traditionally the holiest day of the of the Christian calendar. Of the Christian um, calendar, but as Americans celebrated, it ain't very holy, is my point. Yeah. That's and what I, I was I've, getting at is, is you've got I, these two ultra holy days. One is all about money, trees, and a fake fat guy. And then this other one is all about Cadbury eggs and a freaking fire, basket full of candy that has nothing to do with anything I, about about Easter. I, I told you guys a story of how I <clears throat> found out about Easter, right? Yeah, on the, mm -hmm. the Halloween episode. Yeah. Uh, so um, go back and check that one out. Maybe uh maybe I'll I'll suggest it at the end of this video. Yeah, I don't I don't feel like repeating it, but um <laughs> but but, um, but yeah both 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 of those both of those 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 days should be <clears throat> you know wildly sacred and and exalted and uh, we should make a really big deal out of them for what they are. Yeah. And, and, and also instead we, it we turn it, it into this commercial event. And it shouldn't be a chore either. Like it shouldn't be like, like I kind of like I, on the oh, one hand, shit, I can guys, we got to say a bunch of prayers and be well, really but reverent. Like, <laughs> on the one hand, I can appreciate what your stepdad did it by like reminding you that it's mm -hmm. about Jesus. But like, it's almost like this is a, like, it's a footnote, like, Oh, Hey, we got to do our, we no, got to check I, our boxes. I'm, I'm with and... you. Yeah. I mean, but like I said, it was better than nothing. It was 100% yeah. better than nothing. And at least we had that somewhere in our frontal cortex as we were diving into our presence. Right. Yeah. But yeah. there's this, there's this mentality that you need Santa and the elves and all the, right. the, the, the reindeer and all the, all the mascots and stuff to make it fun for kids or they won't be, or it won't be mad. It won't be a magical time for them. Mm -hmm. um, you know, first, I mean, on first off, consider what you're saying about Jesus by that mentality. Like you're, um, like you have to kind of contrive this this man-made, hundred percent, yeah, fictional magic to 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 sell it to kids. But on the other hand, if like look at all of the movie franchises that are based on Messiah figures, um, like Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, Avatar, um. Star Wars, sorta. Um, Transformers, the movie that's a you got the touch, yeah. Um, but um, you know, Jesus' story keeps getting kind of repackaged and reca recapitulated and resold in, in in all these different forms, and they make billions of dollars off of Messiah figures in in these fantasy franchises. Um, 
so it's odd to me that the actual messiah is just too boring to bother celebrating we have to invent I, I agree a cartoon mascot i think so here's a theory what do you guys think the reason that the immaculate conception and the birth of christ is kind of hard to sell to little kids is because the concept of sex and why the immaculate conception is unique is not something that's well understood by a five-year-old well but you don't have to I mean, the Immaculate Conception is a specifically that's, but that's Catholic, but, do, but that's a specifically Catholic doctrine. Um, that's not that's not biblical. Um, I think you mean, I think you're saying the virgin birth, but the hell is the but, difference? Immaculate Conception is that Mary by the by the merits of her own immaculate character and purity. No, no, no that's ridiculous. Rise, okay, became, then yeah, I didn't mean that. But yeah. virgin birth just yeah, uh, move to strike from the record. But, um, <laughs> but I don't, but you don't, you don't even have to get into that. I mean, just the, just explain to kids, you know, that, you know, the, the idea of the Messiah, um, you know, the, the, this is the, this is the, the, the ultimate archetype for mm -hmm. a, for a hero, for a, for a, yeah. a leader and savior. And, you know, again, you know, we have, it, it's you know i'll bet you can, if if you look at the uh all the toys underneath any given tree there's going to be some action figure or some bit of merchandise from some kind of franchise that's based on some kind of uh messiah figure some kind of christ figure um like superman like harry potter um neo from the matrix uh lord of the rings um he it's it, the concept of the Messiah is woven into all that stuff. Um, yet that's too boring to, to make Christmas fun for kids. Dre looks like he's got, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to think. So the concept of the Messiah, so it's, it's a Jesus based character, all those people. So there wasn't no. Messiah type chosen people in ancient time, not Jewish. No. I mean, how, how would you define that? I mean, just the, uh some of these demigods some of well uh, you people had, you that had... were born for a specific purpose i mean that it sounds well, like kind of a, a man thing from the beginning of time and not necessarily taken straight from the jesus story um if you i think you're being too general with that um first off you i, I think that those stories are general well, but let's let's define our terms though. Like, okay. like who would be an example of a of a pre-Christian Messiah figure that you can think of? I, I I really can't. But then I I don't view Superman as a Christ figure. So since I didn't read stories back then, I wouldn't be able to pull a Superman out of there. Well, I mean, but Superman is regarded by. You know, it's it's pretty standard among literary critics and cultural critics that he's a he's a Christ figure, and I can. Is I'm it standard? Make, if yeah, it was standard, it I would know. Well, so in fairness, I I'm, thought this a lot the other day, and there's enough that I'd say it's a seventy percent thing that the original writer of Super, the Superman comic well, book was, I, I, was a couple of Jewish guys, but ever I, since the movie, okay. at least it's a, it is considered to be a messianic story. It, well, it, I mean, 
well, sure, the movie makes it much more explicit, but it was there before. But as far as the general concept of the Messiah, the the Messiah is this. Uh, what? Why Messiah, not like uh, a savior or a chosen one? What about a uh, Apollos? He was like a, a Jesus contemporary, right? That also died and uh, performed miracles and. Well, okay. Well, let's define a Messiah first. And then we can get into that because that's, okay, that's a different thing. Um, okay. Well, it's not a it's not a trivial. No, that's thing. a fair I mean, point because Christ wasn't the only Messiah, right? Well, okay. the The word Messiah it just means anointed one, right? Um, right. And like anybody, what's right. that? Anointed by God. Well, I don't think it had to mean that in, in the early Jewish times, right? Or well, or a king, or so yeah. like anybody, Uhtred, son of Utred. Is a messiah figure? No. Okay. Just let just give me a chance. I'll, I'll no, no, no. It. You know, I know you don't get to say give me a chance when you ask me questions throughout, and then I, you know, just just pushing back, and I will give you your opportunity, but, but don't say like I, I'm cutting you off and not well, letting you. you. Yeah. No, I'm you, not. You go ahead. Then go ahead. But okay, so fucking go ahead. Okay, so. uh Yes, any anyone who is anointed for office is technically is a messiah. But if, if you if you read the Hebrew scriptures the, throughout from Genesis three on, there is there's recurring uh, description of this figure who's going to come of of the anointed one. Um, he's going to be the seed of the woman who crushes the head of the serpent. Um, you you get that from uh when uh, Jacob is blessing his sons before he before he dies and he tells Judah that the the scepter will not depart from Judah until it, until Shiloh comes until the one to whom it belongs and the obedience of the nations is his um when Moses says that the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own brothers um when the prophet Nathan told David that a son from his own body would be the one who would build a temple and he would remain forever. Um, so this, this figure keeps getting uh, described in greater and greater detail as time goes on until, until you've got uh, like the book of Daniel where he talks to he, he has his vision of the four beasts in chapter seven Um that represent four empires and then and then he says in my vision and i at night i looked and there before me was one like a son of man coming on the clouds of heaven he approached the ancient of days and was led into his presence he was given authority glory and sovereign power all peoples nations men of every language worshipped him his kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and his dominion is one that will never pass away well that that was a clear explicit prophecy about the messiah and that's why in the in the Gospels, when Jesus keeps referring to the Son of Man, he's referencing that figure. We understand that he's referring to himself, but it, it was it was kind of like Clark Kent in the offices of the Daily Planet talking about Superman. Like we as the readers know that's him, but the people at the time didn't know Jesus was the Messiah. But the point is, it's this prophesied. When was Superman prophesied? The Son of Man. When was Superman? No, prophesied? no. My point, no. My point about my point about Superman here was that when Jesus was making all of those Son of Man references in the Gospels, because we have the because we have the omniscience of hindsight, when we read that, we understand he's talking about himself, 
to his but it, it would be weird to sit here if i were talking about what brian said and you know brian was talking about this thing a few minutes ago and brian mentioned how he learned about jesus uh the easter was about jesus from reading superman comics well it's weird that brian is talking about himself in the third person because people don't do that so it would be weird for jesus to talk about himself in the third person to his audience but for the fact that he was actively preventing people from telling anyone that he was the messiah when they figured it out like he never uh, until the last week of his life he didn't he wasn't going around saying i'm the messiah he he declared that on palm sunday on palm sunday by riding into jerusalem on a donkey because that was a prophecy from zechariah 9 um daughter jerusalem look your king comes to you gentle and riding on a on a colt on the foal of a donkey that was him announcing that he was the messiah before that he was keeping it secret so when he's talking about the son of man um to his to his content to his audience they didn't hear him they didn't hear that as him saying me he's talking about this figure that had already been established in in prophecy he was kind of laying up breadcrumbs for them to figure out that he was the son of man but he wasn't just saying i am the son of man but the point is to so my point was not that Superman was prophesied. My point was that the son of man was prophesied. Everybody knew what he meant when he said son of man, that meant Messiah. So it's, I was using the analogy of Clark Kent talking about Superman. Like we know that he's Superman, but the people listening to him don't know that. So that was, it was just an analogy for that one thing. But, but the idea of a Messiah of this, uh, this prophesied deliverer who would be anointed special you know god's god's chosen one that's that's a unique thing to uh to judaism you don't have that in other religions until after christianity has already influenced them like you have in in buddhism you have the uh the prophecy about maitreya the world teacher who is going to usher in this golden age of universal enlightenment well, you didn't have that concept in Buddhism and Buddhism until after Christianity reached Buddhist lands. Um, same with Hinduism. That there was a figure named Kalki who was gonna who was the who was gonna be the tenth avatar of Vishnu. Um, but this all the stuff about Kalki being the ushering in this golden age of of peace and paradise in in his in hindu eschatology that that's a they borrowed that from christianity that wasn't there before and you don't really have anything like that in greek mythology you have you have demigods like hercules and perseus but they weren't they weren't these prophesied deliverers they weren't they weren't chosen by zeus or the gods of, Olymp of olympus for some special task it, it's just zeus was horny one day and he saw a maiden that he liked and he took her and and she had a and she birthed a demigod and then he uh you know he interacted with the gods but he wasn't he wasn't there to be the savior of his people or anything like that uh, any anything that you anything that you find like that in religions outside of judaism and christianity they got it from christianity um it so this idea that messiahs are kind of a dime a dozen it's just that's 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 a popular idea from like 18th century academia, but it it's been thoroughly debunked. It's not really taken seriously by 
by academics anymore. But um, so, yeah, there's that. Uh, I, I mean, sure, I can't, I can't dispute any of that because I, I don't know. So, sure, sounds plausible. Well, I, I, so. I think, I think the the TLDR of that is the concept of Messiah wasn't necessarily about being the son of God. It was about being a, an anointed one that was going to come do good things for God. And then it kind of took on more and more meaning. Right. Sure. And then, well, and then interestingly, from a, from a word point of view, the word Messiah translates to Christos, right. Which is interesting. And that's where Jesus Christ right. kind of comes from. Cause it was Jesus, the Messiah. And that's part of the, the, I, I think that's some of the the more you know kind of thing that's interesting also is that um, it, my point being is that Joe, the word in of itself doesn't mean this virgin birth son of God that's going right, to do right. all these things, die, be born again. Like not, that wasn't Messiah. It was what he did kind of big picture from a kingdom of God point of view. Um, and I think also... I don't think I'm wrong in saying some of the expectations of the Messiah that Jesus didn't do is why Jews refused to accept him as the Messiah because of the whole rebuilding the armies and taking over the world and all this other stuff that we now, to the point that Brian was making, see as being end times type behavior that Jesus will complete at a later date. They wanted it to happen like right then <laughs> because he didn't do those things right then they're like you didn't do all the things you can't be the guy um that's that's their stated reason today yeah yeah, yeah. um but that's a whole other i can only take them at their word of what they say now right i can't go back into time and and retcon what they what they said or didn't say back then but um but and yeah i i agree that messiah doesn't mean by definition, necessarily son of God or virgin birth, but these are attributes of the Messiah that are, that are established in prophecy, but the, the they're, but the basic definition of Messiah is, yeah, he's, it's, he is God's anointed one to establish God's kingdom on earth. But as it, as the prophecies, as the prophecies continued, you you get uh, you get indications that the Messiah is more than human, and in some sense, identified with God Himself. Um, right. Like when it like in the the prophet Zechariah, where he talks about how it it outright says that Yahweh Himself will will rule in Jerusalem, and that the the that Yahweh will appear and his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives on the Mount of Olives. So it's, it's, it's just using these, anth these anthropomorphic terms to describe God and, and God is described as doing what the Messiah is, is expected to do. And this is in a, a, a book that it's, that's heavily preoccupied with the Messiah. And right. This is after they return from exile, and God is telling them, which was something the Messiah was was supposed to do was bring them back from exile and rebuild the temple. Right. Um, but that hadn't. But the Messiah didn't do that. And there's a whole there's a whole discussion we can have about why that is and how that's kind of explained in the 
and yeah, post there's but there's prophets. no other figures in history, contemporary or before those prophecies that fit that bill. I I I Correct. think I think the problem with that with Dre with the quite the way you're asking the question and I I understand your your point also. I think the problem is is we conflate messianic with Jesus. I'm not. No, I'm, I, I'm saying right. in general. Like sure. I think I think when somebody says messianic figure in our brains, we go Jesus, right? right. I mean, he's but top of the list, right? So. Right, but but literally speaking, that does I. I guess I'm kind of thinking of it like it's kind of like there there could be a messiah or the messiah. Sure, and it's something right. I've never explored before, or looked up, or or cared to know. So I though so this is an interesting. So I have a book exercise, right and I could be you know going this, down the path and, and so Brian learning that that's this, correct. Brian put me onto this book, the the, book. the Jewish Gospels. And it talks about the fact it's the Jewish gospels, the story of the Jewish Christ, right? Written by Daniel Boyarin, 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 Boyarin. And basically what this talks about is how it's funny that in today's world, there's Jews and there's Christians, but in the early days, all early Christians were Jews. Right. Right. And that's what this whole book talks about. And this is the part where I, I learned about this whole the actual meaning of Messiah versus the way we use it. And some of it is almost like a conflation. Um, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's genuinely problematic or if it's just a thing, it's kind of like, you know, whether or not a person well, believes in the DCW and, doesn't change and, you know, and I can, their Christianity. And I, can, I can go along with, you know, our culture. So all the writers <laughs> that came after that, they created these figures. I can see how they could borrow that from Christianity and Judaism and not say Samaria or, you know, right. uh, you know whether whatever civilization that were contemporary with with like egypt back back then i would um, even go so far as to say i bet writers do it and don't know they're doing it right which is a, a lot of our vernacular and things that we just do in tradition that have ties to mm -hmm. you know christianity and the bible itself and and we just do with our with our, our secular beliefs i i think and, there's times that writers probably do it unintentionally and then i believe sometimes when the writers get asked about it after the fact they're like yeah yeah that's exactly what i meant right yeah. I, I mean i i think into your point about christmas i think we go out of our way to pull jesus out of all that magical stuff we really I mean, do i i just feel like yeah. if i wrote a story about santa claus that he would be like, I'm riding for Jesus. Like this is this sleigh ride that I'm this, this <laughs> night of magical nonsense that I'm doing right now. This is in honor of of, of my man, right? Well, so, so I I made that I made that that little comment early in my in my uh, diatribe, right? I was talking about Saint Nicholas, and so for for those that aren't haven't listened to any of our other shows or where we brought up Saint Nicholas before, he he plays very prominently in a couple of things. And first of all, the guy was a real guy. Right. There was a real dude named St. Nicholas. Nicholas of, where's he from, Brian? What was his uh, full Sm name? Smyr Smyrna. Smyrna, yeah. I think it's Smyrna. I yeah, I think, that I think that's, that sounds that's right to modern, me. Modern day Turkey. Yeah. He was, he, was a, uh, he was a patron saint of a few things too. But one of we, them was, one of them was orphans. So right. that's, that's one of the deals, right? And there's a story about some guy and he was going to sell his three daughters because he didn't have money and Nicholas found out about it and went and got some money and like, like secreted the money into the guy's like living room 
And the guy woke up and was like, oh, sweet, that's enough for the first daughter. I'll have to sell her, but I'm going to sell my second daughter. And then so Nicholas did this for all three. This is an urban legend. I don't know if it really happened or not, but that's supposedly the origin story of Santa Claus leaving gifts for children was he was basically keeping these three little girls from being sold into probably sexual slavery because the parents needed the money. Um, so there's that story. Um, and then there's the the story that I, I was exposed to as a senior in high school, which is why I've always had such a fondness for the actual St. Nicholas, is that he got into a fist fight at the, uh, the, 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 the Nicene Conference over over heresy right over the Aryan situation and and whatnot Not, one story is he slapped him or whatever but regardless and then he got thrown out and wasn't allowed to return to the conference yeah, we need more the, of that in congress he, he spent the night he spent need, the night in jail too need yeah congressman mullins to actually slap right dude. right <laughs> yeah mm. yeah i'm down I, I i love it like men acting like men i'm a big fan but mm. but like so, but so men so, acting like men, not like chimps. Well, I mean, I, I'm quite sure everybody, the people that threw Saint Nicholas out, weren't very happy with his behavior. If they stuck him in jail, right? Yeah, that, history was on his side. That's what it comes down to, right? But since I'm here we were, to, since I'm here to ruin Christmas, though, like Saint Nicholas was probably like in his or save it. You're saving Christmas, Brian. That's right. That's right. Thanks, Dre. Uh, well, this will this will probably ruin it. He was like oh, nice. Arius was like an elderly old man, like he was like a frail old man, and Nicholas was kind of like middle aged, and hey. he just went over and like he probably people. warned him. He probably was like Arius, you say that again, I'm coming out. He's like, what are you gonna do? Slap me? Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I just thought that. Look. I probably would have done the same thing. Um, <laughs> Arius had it coming. Let's I mean, just apparently. I, I have slapped people for less. <laughs> I'm have. just, I'm just saying, yeah. and, and I'm not trying to compare myself to the to the patron saint of orphans <laughs> or anybody invited to the the council of Nicaea. I'm just saying, as a man, even if I don't condone, I very much understand. <laughs> and uh, I so, mean, yeah, so. You know, so I'm a fan of Nicholas, right? I'm a big, big fan. I'm probably a bigger fan than most because I actually know a ton about the guy, the real guy. I'm just not a fan of Santa Claus, right? And that's to it, me is a it's a it's a weird position to be in. He's from Mira, by the way, not Mira, Smyrna. Not, not Smyrna. Not, not Smyrna. Smyrna. Smyrna is a place in Asia Minor, but it was it was Mira. Mira. Where's that? Smyrna? No, Mira. Mira. It, we don't care about the day. place that doesn't matter where's where's nicholas from it, it's modern day turkey i mean okay. i was right oh, so i was right for the general my friend my friend but... my friend my friend so so is he a brown dude <laughs> no they were they were white oh because they he's, were he's probably, he's probably swarthy yeah they were was he swole yeah. instead of fat i think he was i think he was kind of a more of a tough dude from some of the other I stories prefer I swole santa I well, think we we'll, should start. we'll go with that that's yeah. fine he, and uh, that's why I always leave protein shakes, you know, because <laughs> like my man, he, he doesn't need all that carbs. Like yeah. he just needs to, he needs to get jacks. And well, you just leave some. He probably missed chest day because he's got to fly around. Just leave some protein bars out. He's like, that a boy, gains. Maybe, maybe maybe a little maybe a little trimbaloni sandwich. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> 
Hey Sam, I'm, you probably missed a couple yeah. of gy gym sessions for all these all these deliveries. Got to make sure hey, you don't lose them games. Wake me up if you, if you need to get poked, dog. You <laughs> probably can't reach back there because he's too. Huh. His lats get in the way. <laughs> so, that's a. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, so so the Santa Claus stories, you know, it's it's pretty rock solid as far as the 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 the, the supposed true origins. Again, I don't know how much of this. Like, I've never tried to, you know prove or disprove any of the stories but i think the real stories are cooler than the the fake one right um some dude that's like paying for little girls to not get sold into slavery and you know taking care of kids and beating up heretical teachers of of bad of bad theology like that that falls heavily in the based category so i'm like i'm down yeah and if and if kids were taught about the uh you know the the fourth century bishop who who beat up areas uh once a year at christmas you know it'd be, <laughs> but how many people even know anything about that how right many, that's why we're these? here right listen yeah. kids we gotta tell the story of saint nicholas <laughs> you better you better learn some judo and some bjj so this you're... old man was trying to teach bad stuff about god you know what saint nicholas did he whooped his ass <laughs> <laughs> and that's the bottom line <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, so, so what's the proper way, right? So should kids not be festive and not, you know, talk about elves and fun stuff? Because when you go to church, right, you have like your Sunday school and kids are just singing songs and coloring pictures and not really thinking about Jesus at all. Like they try, but then they're just off doing little kid things. Um, is, well, is, there, is there a proper way to celebrate this thing and still have some fun? I don't have an. I I kind of feel like. Or is it just like, all the secularness of it, where we suck the reason out of it and still do these things in the name of something that we sucked out? Well, like I I don't you know I'm not interested in, you know, laying out a a a step by step plan for what I think people should do on Christmas. They're gonna do what they want to do, and I. But I do, th I think you make an interesting point about how, like what, what we've just described about Christmas, how Jesus is entirely incidental. It's kind of, it, it's kind of a snapshot of what we do with Christianity in general all year. Um, that, that was kind of my point. I, I knew, I knew you'd see that. Yeah. Thanks, Trey. <laughs> Thanks for teeing that up. Uh, but, um, but yeah, we, like we, we have, uh, you know, church groups that are largely just social gatherings they're we I mean we don't really you know that the church is not doing a very good job of teaching christianity is the bottom line because it's just uh and i think that uh that's reflected in how we how we observe christmas and i think that that the church itself should be distinguishing itself in some way and how we i mean i I don't want to like let tr presume to lay down a law for what Christians need to do to repent. I, I think if I think sure. if our I think if their heart was was in the right place. I think if their I think if our collectively if our worship was sincere, if we were really celebrating the birth of Jesus, it's pretty easy to figure out how to do that without without me having to come up with it. Um, well, I wasn't asking for a, a prescription to celebrate Christmas, but I mean, more of a, of a, uh, you know, a wide guide of where your mindset should be. And, you know, for, for example, in Easter, 
I'm like celebrating. I'm not in the mood for right. Like it's a to me, it's a super reverent event. It's yeah. something that I want to contemplate and have inner prayer. And I'm not interested in eating candy and celebrating in in, in a festive way at all. Yeah, like I, that that's just personal to me. I don't. To me, Easter is is something that needs to gain all of its respect and all of its reverence. And in my mind, if you if you're out doing some kind of you know festive thing, I I think you're missing the point. And so, not to say that people shouldn't do that. I'm just saying, me personally, it's a reverent time. I think the so, birth of anything or anybody is is a is a festive time. Is time to celebrate. It's time to you know, gather and be merry and, you know, run around, get, you know, get loose. So let me, let me, play, is... let, let me play devil's advocate. Okay. I, I hear you. And if, and if that was your, your version, right. I wouldn't, I would never say, how dare you, right. Like how dare sure, you sure. be, how dare you be thoughtful and introspective and, you know, that <laughs> kind of thing. But, you know, think about like, you know, so the three of us, you know, we have different experiences and with the military, right? So let's talk about like Veterans Day versus Memorial Day. Hundred percent. Memorial Day for most is a very solemn day, right? I know some that actually party harder than the Fourth of July on Memorial Day. And they tend to be ones that have actually had personal loss in combat right and they're doing it as a way to remember their fallen brothers it's more of a two of Valhalla kind of thing than it is a man i miss my brothers kind of thing right and it's a it's a celebration of life in their memory versus the opposite and the idea of easter is that our guy got up and like was it dead he really is in Valhalla. Right. <laughs> like my man, so, my man runs Valhalla, right? So, so so there's kind of a way to me, there's there's a logic that says maybe we should party harder on Easter so long as we're doing it with a mind towards why it is we're partying. And, and that's what I was that's what I was going to say. Like uh, sure, people deal with introspection differently, right? Mm -hmm. But if but to me, a lot of people on Memorial Day is an, an excuse to have Monday off and go. Barbecue. Absolutely, it's like let's have a that's, barbecue. That's not, and we don't know why we're barbecuing. That's not the. That's not the. Yeah. That's not the mindset. That's not the way. Yeah. But the, I mean, if you if you do mourning different than me, then I'm 100 okay with that. Right. But and that's my the, point. But my point the, is the Easter is not a, Easter is not a day of mourning though. That's that's my only point. It's a day of reverence, in in my opinion. So it, being awestruck. Is the way I would, you know <laughs> sure. what I mean? Like if we were, sure. if we were there, right. If we could put ourselves in the, in the place of the apostles or the disciples or whatever. Right. I feel like, and granted, most of those guys didn't live very long, or, but or I you feel like, like I, <laughs> you know, and a lot of them got like executed and like sure. they did, they had kind of jacked up lives because of the, the period they were in. But like, I kind of feel like for those guys, they probably celebrated that day. They were like, you know what tomorrow is? Big, I still can't believe that dude didn't die. Right? <laughs> look, look at Thomas over there, man. He didn't believe him. He's touching his hands, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think you guys bring up an, an, in, an interesting observation. Like these, you know, we 
we pick a day of the year to celebrate these things because it's supposed to be a community activity. Mm -hmm. Like we're supposed to be celebrating with each other. And so, um, you know, so when I, when I criticize Christmas and, and, and Easter and the way we celebrate them, it's less about telling other people what they should or shouldn't do according to my lights. It's more like, this is why I can't celebrate with you the way that you're doing mm -hmm. it because it's, it's interesting I, I, I don't mean i'm sorry i cut you off uh, that is interesting because <laughs> you asked me about the jehovah's witnesses and why they don't and that's a major factor because because of worldly things and the things that the world has done to these celebrations that that gathering it, they, they don't want to be part of it they don't be part of that world they don't want to be part of this secular weird bastardization of you know the christ child being born and the same with easter and all the other holidays that are just jumbled together in your idolatry well i feel and like that's that's I the actual like, reason that jehovah's witnesses don't yeah well i feel like what, what brian was asking and i don't brian you correct me if this isn't kind of what you were asking is why don't jehovah's witnesses take it back and do it the right way rather than just opt out which is to me a, a valid yeah. question and that was pretty much yeah, I kind of figured that's asking, where you were going. We just we just kind of we kind of jumped around. And, 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 he, and in a, in a weird of, way, I, th I think my household did do that because we yeah. still took my dad's day off. We still did these things, and we actually contemplated, you know, especially Easter, uh, you know, the, or or maybe even on Christmas, you're why. like, hey, we know why all these other idiots are supposedly celebrating. We right. know it didn't really happen on this day, but we know it's right. a big deal and. In in a lot of a lot of households do that that very thing, mm -hmm. kind of a, kind of an alternate okay. Christmas, not necessarily, you know, like our you know a celebration of our family on you know for the for the the anniversary thing, right? Which is just yeah. straight like that's a like, cool no reverence. Cool... I guess reverence for ourselves, right? I dig it. I dig it. Well, that's yeah. a cool thing to do. That's like that's uh, you know. I feel like it. If, if anything, celebrate. that's that's something that. Uh, every other culture not just christian should steal from jehovah's witnesses i, th I think so yeah and, and I i'm not sure that they all did that i don't know if it's just my family thing or a couple of families that we knew oh really i, I don't i don't, you don't know, know if, if that's actually thing. codified in jehovah's witness dummy. right i think that, that i think that's a bibs thing i think that's a that's a anybody you want know, to let us know in the comments we got any homer other and linda out thing there? and i, I know Linda Bibbs, my mom, she will comment on this. So in fact, she'll probably call me the day after. As soon as she sees it. <laughs> Hi, mom. <laughs> so. and, and my, uh, most of my criticism is not even toward what households do on Christmas. It's toward what churches do on Christmas. Um, the, the church I used to go to, they have the, like the, it was uh, the main sanctuary probably seats, I don't know, a couple, couple thousand people. Um, but they they had all these uh, this this line of garage doors that could be opened up to sort of like turn the lobby to into the into an extension of the sanctuary. Like it's there's pretty good visibility from the the lobby to the pulpit. And so we would uh, every every year for Christmas Eve we'd uh, we'd get a bunch of we'd add a, probably you know five or six hundred additional chairs out there to get the massive influx of people who are coming in and one year me and a bunch of us are are moving chairs around and getting it set up and i'm i'm in conversation with the pastor about something but it it, it struck me in that moment that like we're we're never going to see these people again they're just they're they're making their yearly check-in 
and I kind of made a quip about, uh, you know, we're getting the seats out for the, the yearly check-in and he, you know, he kind of laughed and, and, uh, but then it, it kind of struck me how serious this is. Like what, like, do, do you ever think about maybe telling these people that, uh, like, Hey, you're lying to yourselves. Like God doesn't, God doesn't care about your empty yearly ritual. Um, you're not, this is a not, this is not honoring to him. You're not, uh, you know, you're not actually having a religious experience here. You're just, you're just kind of checking a box and, and you're, you're treating Christianity as cultural furniture. You're not actually celebrating the birth of Jesus. Um, Cause if, if that, if that mattered to you, you'd be here. Your involvement in church would be more than just once a year. Like, but you, like you never hear that kind of a message from, from, during Christmas Eve services and said it's the kind of the sugary pablum that they come for um, to kind of scratch that, you know, to, to check off their, uh, their yearly ritual box. Um, and I, I think that's a, I think that's a problem. I think that we're, uh, you know, he, he knows that, you know, if they, if they give him that kind of a sermon, if they, if they tell him that uh, like, you know, Jesus, you know, he's not, you know, you honor him with your lips, but your hearts are far from him. Um, he's not, he's not pleased with your, with your lip service. You know, if you harsh their holiday vibe, they're not going to come back next year. And that's, uh, so, so it's kind of funny. My pastor, shout out, Brian, he, uh, <laughs> he, he tends to do a few, his, his less comfortable sermons on Christmas. That's cool. He actually does. And I remember asking him one time, a couple of years ago, I was like, dude, that was a bit of a downer for a Sunday, for a Christmas service. He goes, a lot of these people will become this one day of the year. So if I'm going to catch him and give him a good sermon, I figure this is the one time I'm going to get him. He's like, what are they going to do? Not come back next week. They're not coming back next week anyway. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's actually pretty risky because, uh, yeah. I, you know, any given church, um, you, you probably get, you know, five to 10 times the collections in that service than, mm -hmm. than any other service of the year. Um, so that's kind of a, like, I understand the temptation to do it that way. I mean, you gotta, you gotta pay people salaries and you gotta keep the lights on. And I, I get that, but. And, and there might be a small percentage of people that do stay. It's like, uh, you know, new right. years and everybody gets, goes to the gym and get new gym memberships. A and couple then, are going to you know, keep it for that year. By January 27th, no, nobody's, nobody comes yeah. back except for the few that, Hey, this was really helping me. And, you know, I, I met my, you know, my crew here. This is, this is a good vibe. I like, I like being here and, I, and I'm going to do better for myself. And Trey, one, 122, 119 Lakers service Spurs. Yeah, I know. I uh, I saw they were only down one after leading by uh, double digits, and it yeah. was a little a little uh, a little scary but, on the road. So I think I said this before in my church. I, uh, I I went to my church like two or three times before Easter, and then mm -hmm. I went to his Easter service, and that's actually why I continue to go to the church because his Easter service was a legitimate service, and it wasn't just a watered down, you know, happy, you know, feel good kind of service. Yeah. I mean, it's tough and, you know, argument, counter argument probably is, is my church is a smaller church, <laughs> right? And hey. we're not growing like crazy. And, hey. you know, we don't have some of the success that some of these big, you know, televangelist type churches are having um, that tend to do more of the things you were just talking about, Brian. But, you know, I think that's also one of those deals, you know, there's, there's, you know, it's all about supply and demand and, those that offer what people want are going to have more success. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, so have we sufficiently ruled ruined Christmas or saved Christmas or we've probably whatever? done our, our our level best to do what we can. Yeah, I think uh I think people I mean the takeaway from my from my seat is that uh if you're gonna do it, just do it right. I, I I don't know what that looks like for you, but your mindset and your heart needs to be in the place, the reason why you're celebrating. And if you can pass that on to the people that you care about or the people that look up to you, if you're like a, a head of your household, then your kids will be taught right and perhaps that tradition will uh will 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 move along. Yeah. I, I think the easy way to think about it is, you know, back in the nineties the or the two thousands, there was those, what would Jesus do bracelets that people wore and it became real fashionable. Yeah, those, to wear. those were pretty popular for a little while. Super fashionable. Um, you know, at the end of the day, an easy, easy kind of thought process. And Brian, you kind of were talking about it with, with God being displeased with the Jews and the way they were celebrating and worshiping him and whatnot is what if Jesus got invited to your house for Christmas? Would you, how, yeah, how comfortable right. would you feel the minute you knew it was him that walked in the door? You know, I, I think that's an easy way to look at it. And he, he might, he might bring a, a whip made of cords. Right. <laughs> He's flipping <laughs> tables. And <laughs> I mean, the good news is I'm not making loans out of my house to all my family that are over. So at least I'm doing better than those guys. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I've, I, and, and that's not to say that I think I would be like totally cool with my version of it. Right. I'd kind of be like, you know, right. I think everybody would have a little bit of a moment there, but, um, you know, that's really the only thing you can do. I remember I was talking to, I was talking to, to my pastor, Brian, and I, we were talking about something and I said, you know, what's weird is I think part of what makes the Bible so hard to interpret and to kind of make real to us is the time was so different, even to the point of you know, the kind of respect that was paid to public figures and kneeling to people and bowing. And we don't do that as people anymore, right? Like it was normal back then for folks to bow to religious leaders and to kneel in front of heads of state and those kinds of things. Could you imagine like in today's world, if like, you know, your Senator walked in and people just like hit the floors and put their foreheads on the ground and bowed to them kind of thing, the way they did in ancient times. So with that, perspective it's 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 even hard i think for me at least i use my myself when you're reading through some of the levels of uh, all of the fancy words are, are are failing me right now but like just that that concept of bowing and prostrating you know that kind of thing. reverence reverence yeah wh whatever i was obsequience is one of the words i think was coming to mind i think that's the right word for context i'm using but um mm -hmm. It's it's just hard to say. So having saying all of that, I said all that to say, I feel like we fall short on a logarithmic scale when it comes to worship, just as general humans, because our, our, our culture is so different. Our society is so different. We're just not reverent to anything, um, which makes me wonder if God's gracious us on a scale at this point or if, or not, um, but that's kind of like a closing thought. I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> I, I guess my thought is, I hope he is because, well, yeah. you know, um, I don't know I, if I me know, praying I, in my bed as I'm laying there is the same thing as being on my knees, you know, bowing while I'm praying. I hope so. Cause I can't remember the last time I prayed on my knees. Hmm. Dre, what were we about to say? 
I just um you know Easter and Christmas are far enough apart that that sometimes it uh it's a it's a nice reminder of the of your mindset what should be every day right so and sometimes even even this podcast is helping me as I you know research a topic or um you know talk and then and, you know leave the cast and and contemplate some things and it's it's kind of a kind of like those those people that go to the gym and they get renewed and then all of a sudden you know the rest of the year they they go but of course life sometimes gets in the way and you start you start letting go you know it's it's, it's human um but it's a nice reminder you know on christmas hey this is the mindset that i need to have every day and then you know by the time the spring rolls around you're like oh man i i really was slacking so now mm. a reminder again <clears throat> and really if if you attend church every sunday that that should be kind of a reset as well to keep you to keep you rolling throughout that's one the of the arguments for of right the proper mindset of of how you're supposed to worship and and think and treat others around you and and the more you just kind of sit into the world the more you become worldly and then you're not doing what you're supposed to do and eventually you're not having a fulfilled life so that's kind of my my closing thought on the thing yeah if you do christmas do it right or don't you know or but have it taken don't fall, suck <laughs> or fall into the hands of of the world i guess my closing thought is uh doesn't matter what i think of what you do but um it should matter what god thinks and that's uh if it doesn't then what, what are you are doing we, what are we doing here yeah what are we what are you what are you doing here right yeah uh, by the way I, that that word was right obsequious obsequience I, I was i was pulling the right big word i just didn't have enough right. confidence to use it so i don't get i don't get credit so use it three more times it's yours if you are still watching at this point, yeah, might as well just subscribe, right? Like it's it's been a it's been a, a little while if you're commuting or cutting the grass a couple times or doing whatever you be know, obsequious. You do subscribe, <laughs> right? Subscribe and uh and, and hook us up. And if you if you have an idea what we what you'd like to hear us talk about, if you do you like our format, do you like what we what we discuss and how we discuss it, you know, hey, leave us a comment. Some people have been leaving comments. Some people have been leaving comments prematurely without even watching. That's always interesting to me. Um, or <laughs> Or they, they comment on the on the promo video. I'm like, bro, I didn't even give you what we think about it. I just told you what we're going to talk about. And he just volunteers his, uh, you know, and we appreciate it. Thank you for watching it. But uh, just volunteers his thoughts on that. I'm like, okay, nice. Way to burst my bubble. You didn't burst my bubble, son. Anyway, uh, so please, any uh, any shout outs you guys want? Anything, anything going no, on? I'm all set. You guys, I hope everybody, uh, hope okay. everybody here that hears this has a Merry Christmas. Um, hopefully maybe maybe if we didn't ruin it for you maybe you keep a little bit of uh the actual concept in your in your heart and maybe incorporate some of it into your into your things go make a new tradition stop doing santa claus knock it off repent repent (laughs) (laughs) so with that i will say stay curious stay enlightened and we will see you next week god bless ho ho ho